Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Tara Beattie has been involved in many hospitality-related entrepreneurial successes, ranging from fine dining to the provision of catering staff, and now she has a software as a service business which aims to save restaurants both time and money. Tara, we'll be discussing Monge 2 and your latest business venture, Prep Sheets. But first, I'd like to get an insight into your own career. Good morning, Carl. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I left school and went to study science in UCD way back in 1989. And um, I suppose it probably didn't suit me very well. So I fell into doing statistics uh, because it was a four-year honours course. So after finishing that, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I just I knew I wanted to work in business and I was very interested in technology and computers. And um, the computer companies were opening up in Ireland, Dell and Gateway. So I applied to Dell and I got a job and I started there. I suppose in my background, I, wa- I really wanted to be a management consultant, but I only realized that later in my college years. So I thought I'd go a roundabout way into it. So I worked for a company called MTI Technology, which was um, RAID systems, uh, storage, data storage. And then I moved to um, Intel. Anyway, during all of that, I kind of focused on quality and I really enjoyed that. Um, But at the same time, then Brian and I started to get serious. He was a fine dining. He was a chef in Le Cravan, actually, for most of that time. And we got married. So literally six months after getting married, he uh, came home and said, you know that little restaurant I had worked in, in La Cravan and um, Peacock Alley? Well, I've just taken the lease. <laughs> so that's how we started Monge 2 25 years ago. So talk to us about how you established and developed Monge 2's reputation for fine dining back then. Yeah, so for us it was very fast. Uh, Brian obviously had a, a, a great uh, background. Uh, he had worked in really the best establishments in Dublin and he had done a few stages away. So within the first two months, we started to get listed in the, Vir- the, the Virgin Guide. We got into the Michelin Guide with a bib Gumland. We got um, Georgina Campbell and um, all the reviews and that just grew uh, through word of mouth. We did nothing. Uh, it wasn't a big plan, to be honest. We were very naive. We were very young. We didn't know much, but we knew a good service. We were very lucky. We were mentored by Brian's previous employer, Derry and Sally Ann Clark. So anytime we had a question, it was more me than him because I came into this business. Uh, Sally Ann just really was an open book and helped me so much. Now, diversification has been the hallmark of your success as an entrepreneur. And this was illustrated in 2002 by a pivot from a fine dining restaurant to a fine dining catering company. How did this decision come about? So we were doing really well with the restaurant, uh, but we were struggling with staff. Uh, Sounds familiar. (laughs) It'd be like 20 years later. It's it's come full circle. So true. Um, Yeah, so Ireland was just on the cusp of the Celtic Tiger and we knew we could control, we're we're a bit of control freaks, so we knew we could control the food and the quality, but the staff was, for us, a little out of control. And we had been very lucky. Uh, Le Cravan had closed for about two months to completely rebuild and we had used their team and it had just been seamless. And then they reopened and took their team back and we were struggling again and we just thought, you know, if we could do this, but we could um, contract in the staff when we needed it for events, we, and we'd bring in professional front-of-house teams, 
then everything would be perfect. So that was the pivot. We built a little kitchen down um, beside Brian's family farm and we started to do, I suppose I had a little uh, lifestyle vision that it would be, you know, a couple of events here and there. Uh, but it soon became a lot bigger than that. So we started literally with smaller events and each year then the business pretty much doubled as, as again, our reputation grew. We got the contract from Allahide Castle um, we then got the contract for Ballymagarvey Village. Um, so we were, by 2009, we were doing up to 100 weddings a year, as well as all other, lots of other catering and corporate events. Then, Tara, five years later in 2007, yeah. the shift from catering to the provision of professional staff to the hospitality sector resulted yeah. in the creation of the Cater Waiter. What That's level correct. of success did you enjoy with that business? Yeah, so again, that kind of comes back to a problem. So when we opened the caterers, we were going to contract in uh, professional hospitality staff. And what we found in those first few years was there was no company that supplied professional hospitality staff. So we were able to get temporary staff, but they didn't know each other. They didn't know hospitality. And, and so when we get a team, they weren't really a team. And we we're trying to build a team on a night. And in event catering, you've only got one chance. So... We decided that we set up a specifically uh, targeted hospitality um, co- a company that would supply staff for the hospitality business. But we knew that if we set it up because we wanted to supply to our competitors, our competitors wouldn't use it. So we contacted a few people and we put somebody out front. And basically the company worked with other caterers. Um, but we had like a Chinese wall. So we never discussed the clients or anything like that. And our first contract was uh, a company called Unique Dining, where they had a contract in the city centre. So it actually took off from the start. It was brilliant because we didn't have enough business to keep it as a whole, but it literally went from strength to strength. And we were really, really excited when we actually exited that business into 2021. And after the successful rollout of five simply Irish cafes across Leinster, yeah. your latest venture sees you move into software as a service. What yeah. is the concept behind Prep Sheets and how do you plan to scale this business? Yeah, so look, Prep Sheets goes back to my statistics and background in technology. So when we opened up um, both our restaurant and then the caterers, a lot of it was to we, we needed a system to manage our recipes. But um, I'm very much into technology, but Brian wasn't. So we tried to find something that he could use and his team could use, but that it would have all the information necessary for us to um, get our margins correct. And then in time, it, it came to allergens and managing our waste. We re-implemented it in March 2 in uh, 2021, and it saved us... 4% in our gross margin or 84,000 euros. So it basically is a tool that has built from everything we have done in our business. And it is focused on chefs and how chefs work. It, um, it, it maps the recipes to the actual ingredients. So it will then pull all the information from the ingredient. So for every recipe, a chef knows exactly how much it costs, exactly what the portion size is, therefore how much he or she needs to order. And because of the allergen law, we have the allergen information tied to the ingredient so they know every allergen to keep their customers safe. As a technology company, what is going to be your route to market with this? So um, we're still quite early stage. We have had funding from Enterprise Ireland. Um, We are doing like hospitality shows. We're doing 
um, uh, ex- talks with people. We're go- going direct. We're using our network. Uh, we put out offers on Chef Network. Um, and it's word of mouth as well. Uh, some of our customers have actually come because of other networks that they're in. And talk to us about your international expansion plans for the business. We're currently talking with a customer in Canada. We do have one customer in Belfast um, and we do plan to grow in Europe first and then go further afield. English-speaking countries will be easy, obviously, um, but we will work in other languages. And is there an opportunity here for you to integrate this system with existing systems that are currently being used by restaurants and hotels? That's the big plan. So that's what we are will be looking for investment to do. We want prep sheets. My whole goal has always been like things have to talk to things. Nobody wants to do the same job twice. So ideally, yes, we want to be like a little middle middle tool that will talk to the outputs and the inputs. From your insights into the chefs that have been using prep sheets to date, where yeah. have they identified opportunities for savings? Yeah. So when they were putting it in, it's 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 actually the reviewing of that recipe. So one customer, they have an amazing salad which had prawns in it. And when they were putting in the amount of butter that was used to create that salad, uh, there were 60 grams of butter, <laughs> which had a huge uh, cost on it. And when they actually sat down and, and review that recipe, they only needed 15 grams of butter. So it really was looking at each line item in that recipe and seeing how much each of that line item costs. And then the chef can make a decision, is that product necessary? Have I got the right amount of that product in this recipe? And is the portion size accurate? So that's really where it's come back to them is the clarity around every line item in their recipe and how much does that actually cost. Tara, you've been involved in the hospitality sector for almost 25 years now, so you're perfectly positioned to assess the current environment for restaurateurs. After coming out of COVID and now in the midst of a rising energy cost crisis, is this the most difficult period which you've ever experienced in the industry? I'm actually after just looking at a little roadmap there and obviously there was the Celtic Tiger and then there was the crash and that was difficult. COVID was difficult. Brexit, actually, even before that, was difficult. This, I think that the the issue or the challenge with this period is there are so many things being thrown at hospitality businesses right now. And the first is rising costs. We will get an email every second or third day that one of our ingredients, at the very least, is going up in price. And I'm not talking a small increase. I'm talking 20, 30. One item went up by 115%, and that was sugar. We are getting, obviously, the energy, so we are literally monitoring the ESB gas bills across our five, six sites because we have a HQ where we make all our cakes and soups and and sauces. So we're monitoring that. And then we have labour in January going up again, um, as well as the extra bank holiday and the three sick days. So if, if we don't get control of our costs across the whole of our service, well, we're just all running ourselves into the ground. It's going to be an even scarier six months from January to June of 2023. And finally, as a former participant on the Going for Growth programme, talk to us yeah. about your experience and how it has been of benefit to your business. Oh, it's, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it was life-changing. Like, it really was amazing. I joined it in 2013. I'm still in the community. Um, and the, the, the network that I have met and I have utilised because of that 
um, uh, forum, it's, it's it's just amazing. Like so, it's just a community of um, women entrepreneurs who really will help other women entrepreneurs with any challenges that they're facing, or if they can share their network with them, or just you know a little bit of positivity if it was needed. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Tara Beatty from Monge 2, and we wish her every success with her latest venture, Prep Sheets. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.